Oh, Dougie, back hey, Kevin. in the saddle. How Absolutely. are you? Absolutely, I'm doing great. Oh, Good I'm to so see you. Excited. Oh, for, me too. For our uh, for our big end of the year kind 2020 a, yeah. rear view mirror. Ah, uh, that's a good way to put it. Yeah, a lot of lot of stuff in uh, twenty twenty. Kind of yes. got to get us ready for twenty twenty one. I but know. First, we got to take out the garbage. <laughs> I mean, I mean, review these things. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Well, so I spent the last week kind of catching up on some movies that I'm yeah. I'm excited to talk about. I'm sure you did too. Yeah, we talked about you know doing a lot of lot of uh, short uh, episodes tonight to right. to kind of catch up. So that I've been spending a lot of time too. Okay, good. Yeah. Hey, had you did you see Sneaky Pete? Oh, uh, yeah the uh, the Giovanni Ribisi like Amazon Prime show, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I didn't. I didn't see that. No, I didn't huh. have time for that one. Oh huh. well. Did you watch Hannah? It ended up this year. Oh man, Hannah! I love yeah. Saoirse Ronan and huh. Eric Bana. But didn't okay, that, so didn't that come out in like 2011 or something? Yeah, who doesn't love Saoirse Ronan? But I'm talking about the the series that that uh, was just just finished up. Oh, also on Prime, just, right? Yeah. Okay. Also called Hannah. Okay, yeah. no, I didn't. I didn't see that one. And fair enough, based on that movie. Uh well okay but surely you saw Hunters oh you gotta love Tommy Lee Jones and isn't that Benicio del Toro and isn't that from like the eighties or nineties I love both of them but that's not what I'm talking about this is the the Nazi Hunters uh the series uh oh with Al Pacino the TV yes, show exactly. the TV yeah. series Al Pacino's yeah. in yeah. Yeah, uh, it no, was really no, good. I, I missed that one too. Okay, well I know you're gonna have seen this one, The Mandalorian. Everybody's oh, talking yeah. about it. Pedro everybody's, Pascal. Yeah, uh, everybody's favorite series, Baby Yoda. Yeah, oh, the yeah. second of the two. Uh, it's just, it's the second year of it. No, oh, I, it was I, great. It's, I miss that one too. I'm kind of waiting for my daughter to to watch that one. Uh, uh, did you, Did you happen to watch any movies for this? Uh, Movie podcast? Movies? Oh, this is going to be awkward. Welcome to One Brew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Every week, we talk about film. Sometimes films I like. There's a flip side to that coin. What if you do got me boxed in and I got to put you down? And sometimes films I like. Films that inspire creativity. Films that inspire hope. I'm going to see the world. Italy, Greece, the Parthenon, the Colosseum, and then I'm going to build things. Films that take you to a place you never knew existed. I have a feeling we're not in Kansas anymore. Sometimes films that are just entertaining. Now, yeah, I'm thinking I'm back. We hope that when you listen to us, you walk away with a new idea, a new perspective, or at least you have a good time. All right, Dougie. Now, it, all kidding aside. Yes. Not the, that we'd kid anybody I on know, our podcast. Our intros are so popular. They, <laughs> I know. I know. We lo- You and I love them. They're legends in our own minds. Uh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> the reality is, is for this week's episode, 
we are indeed going to cover uh, everything we've been watching from 2020. And I'll, I'll warn you, it's a lot. <laughs> yeah, we've got, I don't know, we're going to probably cover 10 to 15 titles in today's episode. Yeah, and now isn't part of this the idea that we can give some people some things to look at if they haven't? Yeah, and yeah, exactly. Get our so, take on them. So we've tr- we'll try not to, we'll, like usual, we'll try not to give away spoilers and things like that. Uh, so. And un- unlike usual, we are not going to go very deep into right. these uh, movies. Right. The pool is shallow in so many ways. Yeah. You and I have seen four of the same thing. And we right. will go a little bit more into conversation right. with those four movies. Right. And then the ones we've been watching on our own time that we didn't see or that are not the same titles. Right. We'll just kind of go over a brief recommendation. Right. Um, this is not everything we watched in 2020 that we didn't talk about. There were some titles that I was thinking about putting on here that we didn't that i didn't was just it's been too long since i've yeah, seen it them. really ha- it's hard to do this if it's been too long yeah and uh the other part of this is we haven't had a new episode since the end of november it's just life has been a, a bit hectic yes uh, it has so our kind of apologies and keeping up or updating our listeners with uh, what we've been watching as of late Right, and as a as a, an apology, we're going to offer you a, a virtual smorgasbord oh, there's of things a lot. to watch, <laughs> or not watch, depending or on not our watch, recommendation. Depending, yeah, depending. <laughs> so, and speaking of not watching, ah. let's get to our first episode. Oh, or our yes, first, uh, you, our first you title. must be talking about Borat. Borat two, subsequent movie film. Yes, uh, Sasha Baron Cohen and Maria Baklava. Right. Tutar, uh, I think, is her name. In, uh, yes. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that right. But No, that's right. Uh, she's, uh, by the way, she's wonderful. Oh, yes. She really Terribly is. Terribly wonderful. Um, <laughs> if you are familiar with Borat, you kind of know the deal. Uh, it's Borat well, on another crazy adventure. <laughs> yeah, so let's just, you know, let's just put it out there. That his, his picture for this, the, the uh, advertisement, has him uh, with his Johnson in a gas mask. And uh, away we go. A surgical mask. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it's it's quite funny. Yes. Yes. And hopefully this isn't the first time you've heard us. <laughs> yes. And well, actually, no. We always welcome new uh, listeners. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and no, we don't often refer to Johnson's. No. <laughs> or, or, or his brother Johnson. <laughs> The town doctor, Howard yes. Johnson. Yes. Um, little Mel Brooks humor there. There you uh, go. So, Dougie, what did you think of the first Borat, first of all? Okay, so we it has been a while since we have seen this one. Uh, yes, and unfortunately, the, we recorded a really good in-depth conversation oh, about this. Oh, it was this. beautiful. It would have brought tears to your eyes. It but, was, uh, Sasha Baron Cohen phoned in. Yeah, uh, Maria yeah, Bakalava yeah. was at my house for a few hours yeah. uh, doing an yeah. interview. Uh, right. It was really, really good, but the audio got messed up. And so. Yeah, I hate it when that happens. <laughs> we're not doing so, good on our track of doing this quickly. No, we're not. <laughs> so let's talk about Borat. Well, talk about Borat, the first one. 
Yes. The first one was funny. It was a. It seemed more like a set of a, sketches, I guess you'd say. Uh, I thought in in parts it was hilarious. I just thought the thing was pretty funny and original. Yeah. If, yeah. Uh, in, in general. And boy, it sounds like you didn't feel that way about number two. I did not. Actually, uh, I, it's not like I didn't laugh or that I didn't find any of it funny. I just found it not as funny. I didn't necessarily appreciate the story. No. Uh, I, I thought he could have, if he was going to do this again, he could have gone with almost less of a story, which is, if you've listened to us very long, you know I don't like that. I want right. the story fully developed and ended. But uh, that's... This could have been. Uh, this would have been better for me if he had stuck with the original, uh, the the original kind of a, the way he did it the first time. How about you? Right. Uh, so first of all, I loved the girl Maria Baklava. Yeah. Uh, Tutar. Yeah. I loved her. I thought her performance was great, and I thought she just brought this character like some really important emotion. Yeah. Uh, to the movie and that was actually my problem with it was is i ended up caring about her too much and uh, for it to I be mean, a funny comedy <laughs> I, I get it to all yeah. my listeners out there f the patriarchy but like i felt like i felt so bad for her like yeah and so it did take away a little bit of the comedy like i had all this compassion for her character and her you know, lack of loving father, and I, you know, sure yeah. things get turned around here or there. You know, yes, it's, yes, it's not unpredictable. This movie, but no, uh, but I did. I just I had too much compassion for the character to find a lot of it funny. Well, you know what's interesting about that to me is that if I really stop to think about it, I had I had the same feelings for people who were being pranked at times. Oh yeah, that I felt I felt. I felt sorry for them. Right. You know, there's some of them that are just being, just, for lack of a better word, just normal people trying to do what they do and they're not, not the kind of people that were pranked the first time around. I just didn't find it. I found it harder to, to think it was funny. I guess it's, I guess it's and, pretty much echoing your thoughts. Yes. And not only that, but uh, the first one, was funny and it was going for funny and it was awkward right everything in the first one was awkward right this one seemed to go for shock word where wow that's a good way to put it uh it was it was shocking humor like one of those things where it's so shocking that you yeah. kind of laugh uncomfortably which it, it doesn't bother me but it's not my favorite type of humor because once you do one shocking thing, it's like, okay. And then you're like, oh, the line is crossed again. Right. And the line just drops and drops and drops to where the rest of the film is not that funny. It's right. just more, right. eh, I get it. You're trying to be you're, gross or whatever. You're trying like, to be, slip a little bit of, yeah. I just, yeah, I just didn't really care for it. I mean, the, the night we watched it was fun because we watched it with uh, uh, Kevin and his brother. and uh, it, Shout out. Yeah. And and it was okay, but the more I thought about it, the more I realized it wasn't really that funny. Mm -mm. And and I mean, I would say 
if you're watching this with a group of people, even virtually, you'll get some laughs. Like, all three of us were laughing during the film. Right. But I just think it's because of the shock thing where it's like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe they went there. And then it's like, okay, they went there again. Now it's it's not as, ooh, you know. Right, right. (laughs) Um, I would like to say that I thought it was a very admirable feat by Sasha Baron Cohen. And he oh, yeah. makes a point because everybody knows who he is. Like he's walking yeah. around in his Borat costume the, from the first one, and people are running him down the street, trying to like, get his Borat, autograph. Borat, you know, and like yeah, uh, and just the fact that he pulled off as many stunts as he did, I found very impressive. Like he's an impressive him, guy. Uh, yeah. Did it work for me? A hundred percent. Definitely not. Maybe not yeah. even eighty percent. But uh. I, I still uh, hats off to that guy. He's very talented, uh, and he's doing what he likes to do. You know, it's kind of like you can't be mad at Adam Sandler for making a crappy Adam Sandler movie. Right. It's what he likes to do. Right. You know. Right. And so this is Sasha Baron Cohen doing what he wants to do. So good for yeah. him. Yeah. Yeah. I just uh, wish he'd like to do what he did the first time more. <laughs> <laughs> you just want him to like to do what you want him to do. Yeah, give me a call, Sasha. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Uh, let's wrap up Borat 2 subsequent movie film. All right. What did you... uh, Are are we trying to rate these? Or are we going to give a quick rating or no? I think we should. Okay, you got it. Uh, I'm going to... Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm going to rate... I'm going to rate this... uh, I'm going to rate this a 2. Because yeah. I thought it was distasteful. Okay. Uh, I'm going three. Yeah. Uh, just that that sense of humor, again, doesn't offend me as much. But, uh, right. But it, it still should be funny. <laughs> yeah, it should, it should be. And I thought uh, some of it was actually mean. Yeah, and, there's... Uh, maybe it, unintentionally, but mean. It crosses a little bit of a line yeah. here or there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I know exactly which part you're talking about. And right. We can move on. <laughs> yeah, we can. <laughs> All right. All right. So, well, Dougie. Uh, yeah. Now, th- I I did a little jab about this being a movie podcast, but yeah, I did that was, watch that was several hurtful. series, uh, <laughs> some, some TV series. Right. Uh, and well, some of them even came out in 2020. Yeah, <laughs> the, 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 well, the majority mostly them, mine actually. ended in 2020 right. anyway, or close enough. And and so if you're looking for uh, something to watch, so I uh, am a kind of a night owl. I don't sleep a, a, an awful lot, and so I I like to watch uh, a series. So uh, so. I'm going to give you a couple that I have watched, and uh, and if you're interested in them, that's great. Uh, and I probably won't rank. I probably won't necessarily give these a star rating or a copy I rating. I wouldn't. Worry okay. About that part. So the first one that I watched, um, going to my my notes here, uh, the first one I'll mention is uh, one called Sneaky Pete. It's on Amazon Prime. And uh, it's got uh, Giovanni Ribisi, who stars as as a con man just out of prison, and he 
he escapes prison and then he try he tries to stay out of prison by assuming his cellmate's name and he joins he's a great con man and he joins this family and the the this series is all about how it's it's quite intertangled with uh, just uh, all sorts of uh, little plot twists uh, and it was just uh, very enjoyable uh, to watch. It's also got uh, one one of my favorite uh, actors in it is uh, uh, Margot Martindale. I think that's her name, and she plays Audrey, who is the grandma. I love so, Margot Martindale. Yeah, yeah, and she and and and. So the rest of the con is he goes to this family and he convinces them that he's their grandson who's been been away for a long, long time. And they believe him. And so he joins this family, but then he finds out this family has these other problems as well. And there's all sorts of uh, uh, different factors going on there. And it's uh, it's quite a fun watch. And uh, Rabisi is a good actor. I love um, it, Giovanni, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he was. He's been in other things. He was in Saving Private Ryan. I don't know what his role was. Uh, he was in Avatar, and then he's also going to be in in uh, more Avatars. Yeah, there's uh, like uh, two, three, and four, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, something like. It. We'll see. Those have yeah. been. Those have literally been rumored for like five years or more. <laughs> right, right. So this series actually started in 2015, he said apologetically. But uh, all four seasons are available on Amazon Prime. And no, we don't get anything from Amazon Prime for advertising. Uh, but it, it did end and at right at the very end, May of 2019. But it's a it's a fun series to watch. Uh, uh, if yeah, I would say it's a fun series to watch. Then the second one I'm going to mention, um, we're going to have some flashing of paper here as I check my notes. The second one is a series called Hannah, and Ke- and Kevin uh, joked about it earlier, being uh, the one with uh, Saoirse Rona, Ronan, because there was this this series is kind of based on that person so this girl is part of an experimental group and her mom gives her up and they decide that that they're not going to do it so they so this guy uh this guy uh named eric picks them up and takes them into the woods and ends up that it's just him and hannah who's played by ismay creed miles and uh, he takes her out into the woods to try to keep her safe. Now she's been—it it looks like she's been all uh, genetically altered oh. to be a soldier. And you you realize as it goes along that's that's kind of what's going on. He's keeping her safe though. He doesn't want her to be part of the war- world, and so uh, he takes her out. And he is uh, some kind of ex-military, uh, and he trains her over the years. As she, he takes her as a baby, trains her over the years. She becomes this awesome fighter. She's a crack shot. She she's runs really fast, and all these things. She he makes her be quite a uh, self-sufficient person. Then they're discovered. 
And the rest of the series basically is uh, comes after that, where they're trying to elude the people trying. They're trying the people who created her sort of are trying to get her back because they don't want her out in public because they don't want anybody to know what they're doing. Right. So uh, it's uh, it's it's in my mind very well acted. Uh, you have to suspend like you have to suspend some disbelief in that she can be quite that good, but uh, right. Well, it sounds like she's borderline superhero. Yeah, yeah. Which yeah. is a premise that you it's it's not it's not attempting to be reality, right? But except that it kind of is. It takes place in the real world. Yeah, but... it takes place in the real world, and she's she's she can't fly or anything, but she can run fast and she can shoot really well. She doesn't panic, you know, this kind of stuff that normal people can't do. Right, uh, right. Um, and they're they're trying to see if this will work, but now everything's just going south on them, and and so anyway, uh, long story short, it's a it's a it's a a fun series to watch. And to imagine what it would be like if you were trained out like that, and then to come back right. into the world, and so it, it's it's very enjoyable. Okay. So I understand you have some. <laughs> I, I I think you may have actually watched movies for the movie podcast. Oh, yes, I uh, I do have uh, I do have a list of films. Yes, yes. Uh, at least some of them would like to think they were films. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I understand. Uh, so I am going to start with a little holiday special. I've picked oh. two Christmas movies I've seen. Oh, nice! Uh, that uh, that will get out of the way. Uh, both of uh, one of them was on Netflix called Jingle Jangle, and uh, it is a musical. Okay. <laughs> So I, the, I saw the ad for this. I only saw it once. And I thought, huh, how would you describe this? <laughs> so go ahead. It's like a, it's, it's a, it's a, I guess it's a good old fashioned musical where they break out into song and uh, everybody sings and dances. All the townspeople dance around. Um, uh, Forrest Whitaker who uh, I'm not sure if he's the one singing, but if he is the one singing, he's got a wonderful voice. Uh, he's a toy maker. Not a toy maker. He's an inventor. Right. And uh, he's got these crazy inventions, and he's got this weird mind ability where it's it's spiritual science or something. I it's, it's very odd to... But he basically makes a toy that can is alive right and uh in the in the beginning of the movie uh he finally does it and his partner steals the toy oh boy and uh and forrest whitaker's character becomes a shut-in kind of like a scrooge oh uh, and the, the his partner was a young kid i guess it was more of an apprentice uh the rest of the movie jumps forward into uh, many years later when Forrest Whitaker's granddaughter comes to visit him. And uh, and she can do the weird science spirit thing, mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Keegan-Michael Key plays the apprentice who grew up 
and is now the richest toy maker in the world because because he stole that guy's he stole that toy he also stole his journal that had all these inventions uh written down well the premise is keegan michael key's character uh has just built the last invention in the book and so he's ran out of ideas because he was never a great toy maker he was just a thief yeah and so he's trying to find this one invention that will save his toy company will be the next great thing and forrest whitaker is a grumpy shut-in and his daughter finds this old toy and and makes it because she's got his spirit in him and right uh the music passed it on genetically, sort of, right? Yes, exactly. The music sounds very much like the greatest showman. Uh, although I I don't know if the lyrics were written by the same people, but the lyrics in this are pretty terrible. Um, <laughs> they, huh? Uh, the dancing in it is really good. Also done by the same choreographer who did Hamilton. Oh. Um, so there's some big names here. Keegan-Michael Key, Forrest Whitaker, the, the music guy, the choreographer guy. I think it's just kind of a weird, crappy story. And it just <laughs> didn't work for me. Um, yeah, I, the little girl does good, but the, it's just too cheesy. And then they tried to add this, like, uh, Doctor Strange quantum mechanics like gold yeah thing they can write in the air and i it's weird it's it's a no for me dog to quote (laughs) randy jackson um (laughs) i didn't know we were doing randy jackson uh so yeah you know unfortunately a lot of christmas stories kind of missed the mark for me too yeah i love a good christmas story don't miss don't misunderstand but but a lot of the newer ones are kind of cookie cutter yeah or they're just they're just too complicated like yeah the greatest my favorite things about christmas movies are the simplicity right the santa claus right the guy the santa falls off his roof you're the new santa claus figure it out right you know, right, elf. Right. You were an elf, but you're actually a human. Figure it out. You know? Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah. yeah. So, Jingle Jangle, I'm giving it a two stars. Uh, it's just a, just skip it, in my opinion. Uh, I will say the, the little girl, her, the actor's name is Madeline Mills. Uh, she plays the character Journey, and and she was fun to watch. She's a cute kid. She, I think she's she'll be pretty good eventually. Somebody to watch, so are yeah. Huh. Uh, then the other Christmas movie. Okay, uh, so the second one I've got is Happiest Season. Uh, this is starring. Sounds, sounds like a Christmas movie. Yes, Christmas movie. Uh, the uh, Happy Season, also a Christmas movie, uh, <laughs> starring Kristen Stewart, uh, our girl Mackenzie Davis from Irresistible. Ah, uh, what, was she irresistible in this? 
not not as much. Um, there, <laughs> uh, there's so Kristen Stewart and Mackenzie Davis play a uh, a couple who Kristen Stewart finally agrees to go home with uh, her girlfriend for Christmas. Uh, the problem is, is Mackenzie Davis's character. Uh, has not come out to her parents ah. yet about being uh, gay. So, right. And, uh, but Kristen, da- K- Kristen Stewart doesn't know that because she lied to her and she told oh, her boy. she came out. And so Kristen Stewart decides to go home anyways because Mackenzie Davis says she's going to come out to them uh this weekend, Christmas right. weekend, uh, right. Chris, the Christmas holiday, right? The perfect time. Um, <laughs> you bet. It's the happiest time of the year. Mackenzie Davis's father, played by Victor Garber, yes, uh, who's great. Uh, Victor Garber plays a, a politician running for a uh, a political seat. I believe it's governor. Isn't he always the same character? Yes, <laughs> and he's very wonderful at it. Yes, he is. Uh, and so he's a prominent republic or it doesn't necessarily say which party he is, but the party would not be happy with him having a daughter of that uh, right sexual identity. So right, right. You could guess. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, an independent. Yes. Uh, Anyways, it's just kind of an, an, an it's an interesting story. It doesn't nail a lot of things. Uh, there's a really great speech that Dan Levy, who is their friend, gives about uh, about kids who are struggling to come out to their parents, um, and it, that was actually really touching. And uh, that speech was a five star speech, and so uh, I think there's a place for this movie. However, for me, it it just didn't. None of the performances really nailed it. Uh, the the only one I really loved in the movie was Mary Holland, who plays Mackenzie Davis's sister Jane. Hmm. I'd never seen this woman before, but she was funny. Uh, she kind of plays this the this oddball sister. Uh, Allison Brie plays this lawyer's. Uh, she's the sister who's a lawyer, and everything's perfect. It's just kind of one of those things that hits every box on the checklist you need for a yeah. family drama, right? And a holiday right. movie, exactly. And, uh, Aubrey Plaza is in it, and she's pretty funny as like the ex from high school. Uh, but you know, everything ends wrapped up in a nice tight little bow i won't say how it ends up wrapped up but right. uh because there's a surprise there but, uh... <gasps> maybe i'll watch it anyway <laughs> yeah. oh what uh, is it on is it on uh netflix it's or? a amazon prime original so, okay uh, so you can you can stream that on prime if you're interested in that uh like i said there is some qualities there that i admire in the film uh however for me it's gonna end with a two and a half Ah. If, uh, if you said let's watch Jingle Jangle or The Happiest Season, I'd put on Happiest Season. 
Well, those are not ringing endorsements. No, but thank no. you for bringing them to us anyway. Why yes. don't I do a couple of more of the series that I've been watching? Well, do you want to do that? Or should we talk about one of the movies we watched together? Oh, let's do a movie. Okay. Yeah, let's do one uh, more movie. We did watch, uh, speaking of kind of cheesy fun like a Christmas movie should be. Right. Uh, we could cover My Spy. Ah, uh, Yes. Would you like to give the premise, Dougie? (laughs) (laughs) Dave Batista. I have to to look it up. Okay. Dave Batista is a CIA operative. Yes. Uh, He was. He's ex special forces. Imagine that. Yeah. Who is now a CIA operative, and he blows his mission up terribly it goes wrong everybody gets killed he survives but the mission just flops right uh and so ken jong uh you know him from the hangover or community uh, right he's kind of the cia head there and he assigns uh what's his oh he assigns dave batista right and uh the really nerdy tech girl uh, who is in Flight of Con- Flight of the Concords. Right. Uh, she is super funny. I'm I'm pausing here. I know we're not gonna we're not gonna edit this here, and we forgot to write down this. <laughs> this well, uh, both of us watched this movie, but it's been a while since I watched it, and and we may have forgotten to write down the notes on this one. Right. Uh, so uh, but we do want to bring it to you because. I kind of liked it. Christian Schall or Scal right. is uh is Bobby and she's the nerdy CIA agent. Right. And so and she has kind of a crush on Dave Batista who plays JJ. Right. Anyways, they are set they are sent to uh to do a stakeout on uh Kate who is the sister uh or the wife of one of these guys who got killed, uh, it's it's very contrived, but she's the wife of one of these guys that got killed, and so they have to watch her in case her brother comes and gives them the plans to the nuclear bomb that'll blow up the entire world. Right. Well, Kate. That's, that's, that's kind of a common theme. <laughs> Kate has a daughter, Sophie, uh, and they right. just moved to this town, and Sophie figures out that JJ is a CIA operative. That's right. Basically in the first 20 minutes of the movie. It doesn't take her long, does it? And uh, she's a super smart kid, but she's new. She doesn't have any friends. Her dad died. And so she kind of latches on to JJ. And she wants him to teach her how to be a spy. Right. And in order for her to not turn him in or tell her mom about him he kind of uh feels blackmailed right he feels forced into kind of taking her under his wing right uh this is not a serious movie it is no it's a comedy it's just kind of fun it Um, is there is enough language and the action is just high enough for it to get a pg-13 rating yeah uh, which, which is is too bad, actually. And I never agree with you on this <laughs> element. 
except for this scenario. Ah. This was clearly a kid's movie. Yeah. They did not... The, the writing here did not have to take this into PG-13 level. No. It didn't add to the story. The uh, There's one scenario where the girl gets to say kind of a grown-up word. Right. In which I laughed quite... <laughs> of course you did. Uh, qu- quite a bit, because uh, she's talking to Dave Batista about what what kind of lines you would say after you kill somebody and he's like you got to stop watching you got to stop getting all your information from movies and stuff like that and anyways <laughs> so there's a situation where she gets to utter one of these words and it's, it it made me laugh but other than that all the this could have been a fun PG movie to watch with my kids yeah. and instead it was just a little too much language and that's all there was the action isn't bloody or anything Right. It's a little intense, a lot of guns, but yeah, that's uh, too bad. That that's too bad that they had to. They felt like they had to do that. Uh, the little girl is Chloe Coleman. Did you mention that? I can't remember, but she's yeah, she, she she's deserves... quite charming. Yes, very good. Um, what did you think of Dave Batista? I love Dave Batista. <laughs> I would watch. I would I would watch him if he were reading the encyclopedia. <laughs> I think Dave Batista is really funny because uh, he kind of put a diss out there on pro wrestlers that kind of turned into actors that did all these cheesy kid movies, right? And, and so he he said he like he wasn't doing he didn't become an actor to do those kinds of movies. He wanted to be a serious actor. And and right after that he did like uh he did that movie Blade Runner 2049 which he right. was really good in. Yeah, um, I have not seen it. So but and he was really good in it and it was then when he was like I'm not he was basically poking uh fun at the rock for making all these cheesy goofy he's like i want to be an actor and then this came out this year it's like (laughs) dude this is this could have hired they could have hired the rock except they were gonna pay more they'd have to pay him way more you're exactly right it could certainly have been the rock although it was better with him in it as much as i love the rock i don't want to see him in every kid's movie no no i agree but and and to Batista's credit, he is a good actor. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's very fun to watch in the Marvel movies as right. Drax. Uh, you know, Blade Runner for twenty forty nine, which I mentioned, but like, he's he's not Robert De Niro. Like, no. <laughs> uh, he and he shouldn't be. He should just be him, and because he's very fun to watch. Yeah, yeah, he is. He is. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, as far as the movie goes itself, Kitty Cut or Cootie. Ki- Cookie Cutter. Yes. Could have been kids film. I uh I don't have much else to say. <laughs> um Well, you've done a good job of covering for me because I I don't remember very much about the movie. Uh, except except that I I sort of enjoyed it. It was kind of fun to watch. It was. It's yeah. it's not it's not a bad watch. Right. It's uh for what it is, it's it's just kind of fun for sure. I think that's that's probably the sentence I'd use to describe it too. Well, do you want to rate it? Do you remember it enough to rate? 
I don't know how fair it would be. I would probably go, I would probably go three plus, three, three and a half. Three, yeah. three and a half. Yeah. That's kind of where I'm at. I'm going to go ahead and settle it at a three, yeah. but uh, but still kind of fun. <laughs> right. No, that's exactly right. It doesn't have to be highly rated to be fun to watch, I guess. No, sometimes you just kind of want to throw on something light, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's light. That's exactly right. Um, Okay, well, why don't I do uh, a couple more uh, of the series I've been watching? Yeah, and, let's hear uh, it. You'll, you'll get the impression that I've watched a lot of TV, so a lot of late <laughs> nights and a lot of a lot of series that I've watched. Uh, the next one is uh, a series called Hunters, which is a series uh, that started. Uh, it was a 2020 series, I believe. It's interesting. It's by by directed by Jordan Peele, and it's 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 considered a dark comedy. But I don't know. <laughs> I I'm not sure I understand what a dark comedy is exactly because it's about these people who uh, hunt Nazis who were in the concentration camps, running the concentration camps, and uh, they are are in hiding in America, and there are quite a few of them, and they're. The way they do this is they they have a group of them that uh, seemingly all are Jewish people, uh, considering they're some of them are actual survivors of the Holocaust, uh, and they hunt down these Nazis in America and they kill them, and okay. sometimes <laughs> in ingenious ways, and so to think of that as a dark comedy i don't know the problem is there are some funny parts there's some kind of funny characters uh but they also show scenes from the concentration camps of the mm -hmm. awful things that these people did and then they go find them and they kill them so are to they... think of this as being dark comedy is a little weird. the The main part of the story is this: this young boy, who no, not a young boy, a young man who uh, is uh, probably nineteen, twenty years old, uh, um, from a Jewish family. Uh, he just lives with his grandma, and his grandma is killed, and he finds out that she was a part of this group of hunters. And very much a part of this group of hunters. And they invite him in. And gotcha. so the series goes from there. But Is it, it based on a, any sort of true... So here's the thing. Nazi people ha did flee Germany. Did hide. Were caught. <clears throat> I wish I could remember the name of the movie. And I feel bad that I did not look it up. It just occurred to me. There was a movie about this group of people who hunted a, a very famous Nazi, I think in Argentina, hunted oh, him yeah. down, took him we back to Israel. It. Yeah. We yeah. watched it with uh, Oscar Isaac. I can't remember what it was called either. Yeah. and uh, and But that movie was more like it really was. They, they have caught these people. They have brought them to justice. But they don't generally kill them in unusual ways. Right. Uh, I mean, 
mean, I, it sounds like a dark comedy. Yeah. There, uh, well, there are there are funny little pieces to it. So I don't. I I I would argue about the 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 comedy piece of it. Uh, I guess my my question is: Are yeah. these people that they kill real people? Um, people that oh, like Adolf Eichmann or something like that. Real German. Yeah. yeah his, no. No. Sorry. Obviously, historic it's, people. Right. <coughs> obviously, not Eichmann, but like, are are they real people in real life? They represent real people, I think. Okay. But okay. but. But I think a lot of it is fictitious. That it's, they, it's inspired they, by true events and true people. Yeah. Not, not Let, Let's just say loosely inspired. Uh, because there are people who hunt them. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. and that's this isn't that's not a new take on film either. No, there was one no. with like Sean Penn and Christopher Plummer that was pretty good, pretty dark, but yeah, uh, pretty good a few years ago. Um, yeah, it's I uh, I love Al Pacino. Is he in it quite he, a bit? He yeah yeah he's a main character. Yeah, uh, he's the head of this group of people, and uh, and he's Al Pacino. He just does a great job. He's very believable. Uh, he he ends up being kind of a a surrogate grandfather to this kid. Mm. The kid is reluctant; he doesn't want any part of it. Oh, interesting! But he's kind of drawn into it, right? Sure, as one is sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> yeah, and uh, the I'd say it's interesting, interesting characters and stuff like that, but. The endings of some of these people are are pretty brutal. So there's okay, a lot. Was, of, there's a lot of violence in it. Let's put it. That you way. kept saying peculiar ways, and I wasn't sure what that means. Well, but... I'll give you one example. All right. Okay. Yeah. So they had this woman who was uh, who was in charge of the ovens at one of the one of the camps, and they the plumber goes in. And he's changed the shower head on her shower. And when oh. she goes in to take a shower, you 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 see her and you see how sadistic she was. So you know, it in a way you don't feel sorry for her, in a way you do. She goes into the shower and all of a sudden the bolt on the shower won't open. And the water coming out isn't water, it's gas. Right. So they kill her that way. Right. Um and Vengeful. It, yeah, vengeful and it, purposeful. That's exactly right, and pretty brutal. Right. Yeah, and then they have uh, these other characters who are the Germans amongst us, supposedly, and they. Uh, let, let me see if I can't give you a, a couple of names. Uh, uh, they're the one, one of the guys' names is Dylan Baker, and his name is Biff. And he's ingratiated himself to Jimmy Carter. He's he's in the government now, and he's he's the the German people that are kind of reuniting in America and have bad plans for America, and so that's that's part of the whole thing. And then there's okay. a, uh, there's a uh, there's a Lenny Olin is is the colonel. 
she's in charge of all those Germans that are going to do bad things to America. And is there a specific antagonist? Is there like a big? Is there like the big one, the one they really want, or are they all the same? Uh, they want them all bad, but they really want they really want the colonel who's in charge of all these things. They know right. they know something's happening. They just can't quite figure it all out. And then they are also after specific people. Right. People who... Their you know, family or... Yeah, or them. Like, yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that sounds really good. <laughs> it, it, yeah, it's... I, I say it because it is interesting to watch, but... But I'm I'm warning you I'm warning your viewers that the the violence is pretty quick and pretty ugly. Well, you cases. are uh, one of the things that makes our podcast great is uh, is you care about the the moral hearts of our listeners. Yeah, and so even if something is very good, but it's it's somewhat touchy or possibly violent or. Uh, risque in any way you're hesitant to recommend it because you you care you care about the uh the softness of our listeners yes uh and and that's great because you are of a generation that uh that cares about people like that (laughs) and and i on the other hand um i'll recommend anything i think is good yeah (laughs) Because you see it as a movie, right? Right. Yeah, it's just exactly. a movie. It's just, you know, it, yeah, yeah. Right. It's it's entertaining, or it's art, or it's powerful, and I want people to experience it for right. themselves. You know? Right. Right. So, Dougie, what's uh, what's the second one you uh, wanted to bring to us? <clears throat> well, the second one is one of the newest uh, on net on uh, Netflix, and that is the Queen's Gambit. And oh, yeah, nice. it has drawn a lot of fans, and there's a reason for that. It's it's a really interesting show. I resisted watching it because I, I, it's not like I'm a big chess fan, and it looks like it's all about chess. Right. But it's really about this girl rising to prominence, an orphan girl rising to prominence, and dealing with her own background. Uh, how did she become an orphan? What, what is her dad part of it? She gets adopted, and the mother of that family just loves her and kind of treats her like her daughter, and then eventually really like her daughter. But the dad, the ba- dad's like, oh, I got you a girl or whatever, you know. Oh, he yeah. he doesn't want to be part of it, you know, until she gets a little more famous, I guess. Of course. Uh, but she goes to this orphanage and where they, uh, how to put this, there's a part there that I don't think really is necessary to the story, but they do it all the time. So it is a, a big part of the story. When she's there, she goes on tranquilizers mm. and um, some other kind of nutrient that she takes, but they're pills. And... And she doesn't really fit in with the other kids very well. And she gets this one girl who becomes her friend. And they're they're a little rough around the edges. And uh, she's kind of learning from this older, bigger girl. And uh, she 
it's like a, I want to say it's a convent. It's a home. It's a Catholic home for girls, basically. Gotcha. For orphans, they're all orphans there, and they try to make her behave and uh, to go to 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 sing in the choir and things like that. And she's really not interested in. She sneaks down into the basement as a little girl, and and down in the basement it is this uh, old old man, the janitor, who's playing chess. He's just sitting there playing chess by himself. Ah. And eventually she gets, and reluctantly, he she gets him to teach her how to play. And then he realizes that she's not only good, she's really good. A gift. Yeah, she's gifted. She's very gifted at it. And, and throughout, though, they portray part of this gift as taking the the drugs the pills and now she can see play she can when she's using those she can see playing pieces on the ceiling moving moving in different oh. patterns and so then she knows what to do right gotcha so she's gifted but she's also aided in that way by that and she becomes Anyway, I don't want to give everything away, yeah, but basically yeah, it's her rise to stardom and they use two actors to do it. Um the the first actor I want to give her credit because she plays the young um hang on a minute here. I I want to get it right. Uh Anya Taylor Joy plays Beth Harmon. She's the main character and boy, is she the main character. She's the focus throughout. And then, but uh, the young one uh, is, her name is Isla Johnson. Hmm. Johnston with a T. And she, the two of them are amazing playing Beth Harmon. And uh, when they make the transition from the little girl to the older kid, it's seamless. It really is almost seamless. And That's because they've cool. done such a good job of casting. And it's just, in some respects, it didn't sound like it would be good. And I I saw the I saw the ad sort and didn't think it would be good. Right. It is good. It's really good. Oh, cool. Uh, and it's, there's only seven, uh, there's only, uh, Seven episodes, trying to think of the term, and uh, and you just follow her through throughout her life, and she doesn't have an easy life whatsoever. Not even when she becomes better. And, right. Uh, the the only thing that's that's hard to watch is that she struggles with addiction. Mm-hmm. And so there's some real there's some real there's some highs and there's some real lows during the during the episodes. But uh, if you've heard. People say, man, the Queen's Gambit is good. I think they're right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I was trying to think if there was anybody else. The other characters are more or more minor. Uh, Bill Camp plays Mr. Oh, love him. Oh, you do? Well. Yeah. Yeah, he plays uh, Mr. Stiebel, I think is his last name. He's the, he's the custodian in the basement. And he's real gruff. But you could tell that he has 
he sees in her what he sees the gift. I mean, he eventually he eventually takes her to the takes her to the high school chess. He takes her to the high school <clears throat> chess club, and they set up twelve different of the best players there, and she beats them all at once. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, which That's is what cool. which is what really good players can do. Sure, you know, it, it's a little bit. Uh, anyway, I'm not going to give any more away because I have a habit of doing that. But it's yes. good, and it has a reasonably satisfying ending. Um, so uh, I will leave you with that. I think that I think that uh, does that bring us to another movie? It does. Uh, another motion picture? No. Oh. No, actually, this brings me to to a few I've seen. Ah. Uh, which so yes, movies. Yes. Um. <laughs> Like we're you know, supposed to do, right? The movie podcast. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm going to cover two movies that are kind of, well, one is definitely Slice of Life, yeah. and one is kind of a, uh, a merging of two slices of life uh, from from about 100 years apart. Ah. Uh, huh. Oh, I know which one that is. The First, well, let me bring that one right up to the forefront. All right. Uh, I, on recommendation from coworker Mike, I finally caught up with an American pickle, ah, starring Seth Rogen and Seth Rogen. <laughs> <laughs> he plays both. He plays both parts. Nice. Uh, he plays Herschel Greenbaum, uh, a Russian Orthodox Jew uh, who gets <laughs> he gets brined. <laughs> I hate it when that I hate it when that happens. <laughs> so he he uh, he he moves to America and he's working in a pickle factory. Uh, he's not a he's he doesn't work in the pickle factory making pickles. He's a uh, his job is to kill rats in the pickle factory. Well, one day he falls into a big brining barrel of pickle juice, and they Prob- put the lid on. Probably happens all the time. They put the lid on top of him, not knowing that he fell in. No, oh, no. And then that very same day, at that very moment, the pickle factory closes down. Oh no! Uh, and this is back in 1919 or 1920 mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or something like that. And uh, through the amazing uh, true science, <laughs> if you land in a big jar of pickle brine, you get preserved very much like a pickle. Sure. And so in 2019, some kids are playing in this old abandoned building. And they crack open this giant barrel, and Herschel pops out with his big beard and everything. <laughs> Perfectly preserved. Of course. He's pickled. Uh, oh, my gosh. The science is amazed. The, the world of science is amazed, and it's, it's, it's all just incredible. And, uh, and it turns out that he has one living relative. His great great grandson Ben Greenbaum, 
and they are the exact same age. They're both uh, in their late thirties. Ah. Uh, do they? But do they both look like Seth Rogen? They both look like Seth Rogen. Hmm. Uh, one one Seth Rogen has a a beard and a, a bit more of a brawn to him. The older one, or the the one from nineteen nineteen. Sure. Uh, anyways, because they grew them bigger back then, didn't they? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they say uh, they're uh, they get kind of forced together, and uh, the movie's not that funny. It's not. No, I thought it was going to be a comedy, but it's actually just kind of a sweet merging two lifestyles. Uh, it's a bit about how what the world has to offer now has taken away a lot of what the old world had to offer. Mm. The hard work, uh, the the good work ethic, the doing the things because that's what you do um, versus kind of this new everything happens so fast, so... Uh, sure. Everything is, everything is available. Automatic so, and... Yes, yeah, so one of uh, this happens early on in the film, so it's not a spoiler. But one of Herschel's greatest dreams is to try seltzer water. Uh, well, isn't that one of all of our dreams? <laughs> and uh, and he gets to Ben's apartment, and Ben has a seltzer water machine. He makes his own seltzer water, and it's just kind of one of those things where it's like a hundred years ago, things were so different. And things were so out of grasp. And so, like, you had to work for things. And here it's like, oh, you want seltzer water? Here, just uh, take this. You know, we'll just push this button. Here's seltzer water. You know, or... Uh, <laughs> anyways, it uh, it goes ups and downs. There were parts of the movie that I was like, oh, I am into this. Uh, and then it kind of developed into a different area. And I was like... Ah, this isn't working for me. <laughs> and then it'd go right back up in the next little, you know. So I'd say three-fifths of the movie are are quite touching and, and actually just kind of, you know, uh, just kind of a sweet story about these two guys. Yeah. Uh, both, both struggling in different ways. Uh, yeah. So, uh, uh, it's, so is what is this on, did you say? Uh, Yes, uh, this is only on HBO Max. Okay, right. Uh, so my wife and I subscribe to HBO, and we have HBO Max because we have it through Comcast. However, there are certain movies you can only watch on HBO Max, which isn't available on Roku and isn't available on the LG TV that we have. Ah. So. I actually had to watch it on my laptop, which really frustrates me. Yeah. But uh but I did it and it's fine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you seem to be okay. I'm gonna be okay. Right. <laughs> uh but yeah, it's just kind of a it's just kind of a fun story. It's it's kind of a it's kind of a my spy of an adult film. It's yeah. just it's just kinda nice to watch. Uh I, I think I'd rate this a little higher just because it's it's a little more interesting. So I'm gonna go three and a half ah. for uh, an American pickle. Uh, although kudos to Seth Rogen, who if you're if you're used to watching him in the the fart jokes and the pot jokes uh, 
this is a much more subdued performance in both roles. Uh, he's he's not sitting around his apartment making fart jokes. Like he's an he's an earnest. He's an app maker. He's he's trying to make an app. Uh, I think I would really like that Seth Rogen better. Yeah, no, it's it's he's very good in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as the uh, as the old Herschel version of Seth Rogen, his accent is not completely consistent. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> and there are times when I'm like, oh, that's a straight Borat impersonation. <laughs> but uh, overall, just a, just kind of a fun watch. Real nice, real nice little story. Oh, good. Uh, I don't. I'm sure it's rated R. I think for some language, but nothing overtly like objectionable in my right. opinion. But that's not worth that much. So, <laughs> uh-uh. okay. So the next film I had to talk about. Oh, this is the one I think you're gonna really love, Dougie. Oh yeah, I can't wait. So you, me, and Mom watched this movie uh, quite a while ago called The Trip. Oh yes, with with Rob Brydon and Steve Coogan. Yeah, I didn't like and, it uh, at all. <laughs> yeah, you just loved it, I think. Uh, so basically, Rob Brydon plays a version of himself, Rob Brydon, and Steve Coogan plays a version of himself, Steve Coogan, and uh, basically, these two actors are paid by a magazine to go on a trip to uh, around England and travel the food, write about the food, write about the travel sites, you know, write about the things that they looked at. And, uh, and that movie was so successful. It led to a sequel, the trip to Spain where they did the exact same thing. Only they did it in Spain. And then, uh, and that movie was so successful. It led to the trip to Italy where they did the same thing where they just basically go drive around Italy, try all the food. And this whole movie is basically them just talking to each other about their lives. They're doing lots of terrible impersonations, lots of really good impersonations of somewhat famous British actors and actresses, somewhat famous British uh, or American actors and actresses. Some are not famous at all. And unless you're from England, you have no idea who they are (laughs) and you don't know if they're any good. Uh, Well, that movie was so successful. It led to the movie that I watched a couple nights ago, the trip to Greece. Let me guess. (laughs) It was the same as the other four movies. It was so similar. You almost couldn't tell. (laughs) Uh, Rob Brydon played Rob Brydon. Steve Coogan played Steve Coogan. Uh, they've been doing this series for 10 years now. Yeah, uh, which is exactly how long the movie feels. <laughs> so rude. Uh, and they're in Greece now, and they're they're 10 years older. They're now in their late 50s. Uh, or mid-50s. I'm not exactly sure how old they are. But, right. Uh, I will tell you what, Dougie. I like hanging out with these guys. Uh, I've seen all four movies. Um, they're slice of life films, which I love. I love movies that don't require big story, big plot. Uh, 
I, I want good character. And that's what these guys are. These guys are interesting people. Uh, I would love to see what the script lo- looks like uh, before they start filming. Because part of me thinks it's kind of uh, blank pagey. Kind of. I wouldn't be surprised at all. Uh, you know, they there are certain points, plot points uh, that they are hitting. Some of them, I have... That's the other thing is... They do such a great job. I have no idea if this is a reflection of their real life or if these are just characters they're they're inventing that share their names. Um, hmm. They do a lot more impressions, some of which I knew, some of which I did not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they drove around to pretty places. They ate yummy-looking food. Uh, this one, they're talking a lot about uh, Greek mythology and... Uh, uh, these guys, they feel old. They, I, and having watched all four movies with them, I kind of feel like I've aged a bit with them. Like, <laughs> what will you have? Well, that's there's true, no way but... to get that back after you waste that much time. <laughs> um, I'll tell you what. If they make a trip to somewhere else, I will probably watch it. <laughs> Well, um, fair enough. Yeah, you know, you like you like that kind of stuff, so I like that kind of movie. I like these guys. Some of it is a little old. Uh I'm rating this uh a three and a half. Oh really? I yeah, I uh, these are not incredible movies, and you for sure can back me up on that. I can back you up, yep. Uh, but if you like just kind of slow, kind of independent feeling talk pieces where you're just hanging out with people this is a it's a fun watch i like to do that but i don't (laughs) like to watch that (laughs) because i love people it's very fair it's very fair uh if you gave these guys a chance you might like these people i did give them a chance (laughs) Uh, i knew you thought that would be funny that is funny uh, i'm sure you also had no idea they made four of them I I knew there was a second one. I was just so thankful that you never asked me to watch it. <laughs> oh, I really wanted to try and get you to watch it for the podcast, but didn't work out this year. Twenty twenty, no, you know, man. I couldn't work out any. I couldn't. I couldn't work that in. I mean, I, I did you had watch a lot of TV. I, I did watch fifty episodes of things. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's a uh, that's a trip to Greece. Yep. And that seems like a pretty good place to wrap up part one of our 2020 year-end rapid-fire episode. Instead of every other week, tune in next week to hear part two, where we will bring you reviews of The Mandalorian, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, The Trial of the Chicago 7, Soul, and much more. One Brew Over the Cuckoo's Nest is created and hosted by Kevin and Doug Zane. Follow our social media on Twitter at One Brew Over for Kevin and at The Old Man and Da Brew for Doug. Keep up with the podcast on Instagram at One Brew Over. Email your feedback to onebrewover at gmail.com. Subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you enjoy the show, leave a review and tell a friend. Sound bites and trailers for films are taken from YouTube and do not belong to this podcast. 
All original music is written and recorded by Kevin Zaid. For archival episodes and more, go to www.onebrewover.com. And thanks for listening to One Brew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. 